welcome to the Incredible Hulk podcast. And um, today we're talking about a season two story called The Confession, which um, was written by Deborah Davis and directed by Barry Crane. And um, co-star Barry Gordon as Harold Milburn and Marky Post as Pamela Morris. Um, also, of course, uh, the usual cast of um, Bill Bixby, Lou Ferrigno, and Jack Colvin. Incidentally, it was the final episode to feature Ted Cassidy's Hulk, Hulk growls before his death. He died in 79. And then the growls were taken over by, uh, um, from then on, by, well, for a little while, by just various um, sound effects of animal growls, which were just treated electronically. Um, but later, um, Charles Napier took over doing the sounds of the Hulk for the rest of the series. Um, I'm joined by um, Sue and Alex to talk about this. Hello, welcome to you both. Thank you. Hello. Just to set this up a little bit, and then you can come in when you like, um, just to get the step up the story, which is quite suspenseful at the beginning. Um, Bill doing some good acting work. It's Starts off with this place called um, Santa Clara Medical Center, and uh, David's working as a janitor there, um, as a ruse really, to use some of their equipment, you know. And uh, so he he, he, sneak, he um, sneaks in to this very elaborate computer room and um, has a tape recorder set up, and he's he's inputting um, this data um, and using this experimental uh, serum on himself called uh, S27. And uh, he also has, a, luckily enough, has an antidote for it too, if something goes wrong, S27A. And uh, so we're introduced to that and introduced to this uh, uh, man called Harold, who um, happens to work at the same center? Yeah, he he uh, um, he's giving himself injections, and you know his injections are being monitored by the computer. The computer is a uh, it looks like a biometric data collect collection computer, and um, and it's collecting on real to real tapes. And um, anyway, uh, he his th this first this first moment he um, he injects himself. David goes uh, goes through a heck of a lot of pain and a lot of uh, sweat and tears, and then it looks like he starts to change. And Harold it. it who had signed in, you know, legitimately to go do his computer things, he signs in and then uh as David is has undergoing this this serum, he morphs into the, the Hulk rawr, all of a sudden and um and Harold sees this and Harold is like really curious and you know, almost, 
almost like enthralled. I mean, you can it's it's like a fanboy reaction that he's having, and he chases him down. He just follows him wherever he goes, kind of staying at a distance. Didn't know if he trusted the Hulk, but um, followed him uh, after David after the Hulk breaks all the computer stuff and he follows him into a bowling alley. There's a funny, a couple of funny moments in that bowling alley thing. Um, you've got, uh, um, oh, by the way, uh, um, this plays into it later on when he meets up with McGee and uh, this, uh, the lady called Pamela, who's um, McGee's uh, um, apprentice. Copywriter. Or, copy, yes. She's come along to um, to be assigned with him for a while. It's like a student or something, I think, um, with McGee. And he's not particularly happy about it at first, obviously, uh, um, you know, because he really likes to do his own thing. But uh, anyway, she's with him, and uh, and she comes along for this this story, this journey with with Harold. And um, when uh, um, David hulks out. At that in the uh, computer room, um, Harold doesn't witness the the change. Harold, no, but but he does see the Hulk. He sees the Hulk, and he hides behind a computer bank, doesn't he? And watches him wreck the place. And he yeah. pick, he picks up his his torn shirt and keeps hold of that. This, of course, plays into it later on when he when he tries to keep it as some sort of evidence, as we'll find out. Um, but the bowling, the bowling alley bit's funny. There's this, there's this guy there who's got a hearing aid, and this fella's shout, sort of shouting on him, we're really counting on you, so-and-so. I can't remember his name now. And he's he, he, so fed up with listening to this bloke, he turns his hearing aid down. So the guy's ranting away, and he can't hear anything. He's going, yes, yes, John, no, John, like that. And, um, and, and he's... Uh... You know he's he's trying to concentrate on his on his bowling uh, game, and he so he turns to the pins, and he rolls and he rolls a gutter ball, <laughs> and when he rolls a gutter ball, he he suddenly ends up, uh, you know, knocking down the pins, uh, as from the top down. Because the Hulk had thrown the the bowling ball through the top of the the bowling pin change thing and stuff, so yeah. And um, at the at the bowling alley, the Hulk is uh, he goes through the wall, and Harold follows him. So that was pretty funny. You're right about all those funny moments. I mean the the turning down of the hearing aid is classic. Yeah, and he's he's just sort of uh, going yes yes sir, no sir, you know like to the bloke, and he can't hear anything. Yeah, uh, I just thought that was good, and uh, and of course the the whole obliterating all the you know the the skittles or the pins, you know the bowling pins. Yeah, and him thinking he did it, and then he turns around and the Hulk's standing there, and he's like his hair stands up, I think, at one point. <laughs> Yeah. Kinda, yeah. So he growls at him and his hair blows, I think, slightly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was quite good, that. And he smashes through the wall. Yeah. And Harold just can't believe what's, 
that he's witnessing all this. I don't think he's just he's just in awe, isn't he? I think he, he, he's like what what a what a totally cool thing because um, you know he's um, you know later you find out some stuff about him that or or actually just in a few minutes you find out some stuff about him that's like he's actually like a fan of of the Hulk. He's actually a follower of the Hulk and the and reads all the the newspaper articles and everything. So David went back to the the computer center and Harold, you know, having read all those articles, he knew who to go look for. And when he find him found out Jack McGee was in town, he went to look for Jack McGee. And, yeah, and Jack, he goes in, goes into the office, doesn't he? He's waiting Jack in the office. Pamela, yeah, Jack and Pamela are having a meeting and Harold brings in the shirt and Pamela's like, Yes, I believe. But Jack is like, No way, dude. You're not you're not the Hulk. Anyway, um Anything you want to add at this yeah. point? Uh, um, you want to talk about, about Marky Post? Um, yeah, that, that was kind of interesting, Marky Post. Of course, she became famous for uh, Night Court and The Fall Guy, and the, those are her biggest roles, but she was in other roles. It was surprising seeing her kind of very young because I got used to seeing her in the other two shows that I just mentioned. Uh, she she had a good performance. Uh we forgot to mention about the woman in the bowling alley who was oh, turning down the other guy, but that was kind of funny. Uh, the yeah, the strange uh, looks that they both were giving each other, the Hulk and, and her. Uh, Harold is another famous character actor. They, they had quite a few character actors uh, in this episode as well. And he was basically known for Fish, which was a spinoff in 1977 of... Barney Miller that came out in 74 to 82. And he was basically known for being kind of nebbish, nerdish, not quite Woody Allen-esque, but, but close. Uh, he actually did a good job uh, in this episode as well. He, he impressed me a little bit with some of his uh, lines. But unfortunately, McGee was right about him. Uh, and of course, that works into the story later. He knew, I mean, he knew straight away that, that, that he wasn't the, the man who became the Hulk, I mean, McGee, right. because right. McGee actually mentions that story where he was with him for a week, right. you know, in the woods, uh, in the mystery man story. So he said, you know, I spent a week with this man. This is definitely not the same fella. You know, he, yeah. he's adamant, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I mean, here's the other thing. I mean, of course... Just like the, well, sort of like the fugitive, but not like the fugitive. I mean, what would McGee do once he had the Hulk anyway? And even if he did, as we know later on in the story, that doesn't help anyway. And the Hulk technically could break through any handcuffs. So McGee would probably either have to trap him, drug him, uh, you know, some other weird thing because he can break through anything. And technically in the comics, he was any, you know, in the Hulk, he was anywhere from 8 to 12 feet tall when he was green or gray or whatever his color was. So I don't know how McGee thought he was going to, you know, keep him, track him or whatever. Because technically, the, 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 te technically he's, he's much bigger, you know. Are you talking about the, the, 
the the hook. No, but I'm saying the, what you call it. The net, yeah, the, the net, net at the end of the, the store. Chain link net or yeah, something? but I mean, again, he, you know, the Hulk avoided that at the last minute. So, I mean, in a way, it's a little silly in a sense because it's like, well, you know, how would you trap an elephant if it could run or jump or break through walls, which I think elephants can do, but they have to be really determined to do it. So, I wonder how the reporter, you know, thinks he's going to trap the Hulk and and keep them trapped anyway, <laughs> you know. But there were other stories where he could have trapped the Hulk or he could have found out, um, you know. But uh, it, it's cute. I mean, it was, a, it was a cute idea. It was a cute story. Uh, a lot of good character actors, Marky Post and the, the uh, Harold guy. That's pretty much and, and Elaine Joyce as well. Incidentally, the, the guy that played Harold, Bar uh, Barry Gordon, um, was a child actor, I believe, when he first started out, and uh, was quite well known, I believe, and um, and did a lot of voice acting. And uh, one famous um, character he played was the voice of Donatello in the Ninja Turtles cartoons. Yeah, the original, yeah, the, yeah. the original ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, like I said, he, he's a character actor. He's well known. Uh, he. He was only in Bernie Miller once, but he was in Fish a lot as kind of a, a, psych, a psychology student. So when they had Fish, it was basically the Fish, the detective Fish, and his wife running a group home for uh, New York City when he left the, uh, the police squad, when he left the, the precinct. So Harold's character... Uh, played sort of a psych student to sort of, you know, put a put a psych interpretation on a lot of things. It, it, uh, he, uh, he, um, Harold takes some um, Pamela to his house and uh, shows her. He's got this map, it, it, this kind of like map of um, all these all these Hulk sightings all over the place. Right, right. That's what I was saying. It was like he he had he had mapped the Hulk sightings and he had all of the National Register news articles as well done by Jack McGee or yeah, done by Jack McGee and, and he was um, following along, you know, and, and they were all posted on his wall. So, you know, and, and when he, when he reached into his, oh yeah, he didn't have it the first time, but when he reached into his dresser, he pulled out the, the ripped shirt and that's when you know she she kind of went she kind of bought it she became uh decided to agree with him and decided to uh you know believe him actually right yeah and, and then david later on david um uh locates his it finds his harold's number um I think it's from the newspaper article he reads, you know, it says man confesses to be the Hulk and he's reading the uh, 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 National Register uh, paper and he calls Harold and he's, he, he says he's from View magazine and um, he'd like to do a st possibly, possibly do a story with Harold, you know? Yeah, and, and this View magazine, um, it sounds like, like the Time or, or the Newsweek of the Time. But the, I, I, I'm not 100% sure, but there may, there may very well have been 
a, a magazine called the View magazine in the 70s. I don't actually remember it. Um, I'll be, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't, I didn't read news magazines when I was a kid, so I don't remember. Anyway. So I think that, I think, um, Harold says, you know, come to this, um, city hall, um, at 12 o'clock the next day or something, and I'll give you an interview, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was, and it was kind of like, um, it was kind of like, uh, he wanted he wanted it set up sort of thing so he could uh he could either influence them to believe him or you know he could uh, end it all really and he was um yeah cuz he was not blamed but he he would i mean when the computer was broken it really ruined his his job and you know, when people don't believe somebody who's such a fan and turn turns out like that, things can get really ugly. Um, we just watched uh, um, John Travolta's new movie called The Fanatic, and, and it is about this kind of response from a fan who follows somebody and uh, and ends up in their home. And Harold wanted... I mean, it was like the Hulk made it home to him, you know, at least to his job, right? So that, I mean, it, it can get really crazy. Anyway, uh, he uh, he's up there, and suddenly the bell starts to toll, and you well, know, it, it, actually, what happens just before that is it sort of like links to why he he um, starts becoming desperate, you know, to be to be noticed. I think that's it's true what McGee was saying about him. He was doing like a little character profile on him when he was trying to tell Pam, don't believe what this guy's saying, you know. Yeah. Um, we get these coots all the time, you know, the, these hot these people coming forward saying they're the Hulk and all that. Like, you know, media attention and uh, or something lacking in their lives or huh. something like that. And he said, you know, he's, a, he's probably a shy guy. He spent a little time in the military thing. He's, he's anti-authority a bit. He's... He's this, he's that, you know, it's sort of classic signs and stuff. Yeah. Someone who's a bit of a fantasist and wants to be more than what he is. Yeah. You know, stand out. And uh, he said, you know, don't buy what this fella's saying. You know, he's, he's, if you give him too much coverage, you're setting him down for a big, you know, you're setting him up for a big fall, which but, but obviously he's, was where he's leading, you know. He's getting the coverage, he thinks, from View magazine. He thinks, yeah. And he also thinks that... National Register were going to do a story with him. But now, of course, that's not happening. And um, he feels completely let down and being, feels, feels like he's being cheated and lied to, especially when he believed, thought Pam believed him. And that really hurt him. Right. And you can see that's affecting him sort of like mentally. And, um, and this sort of leads up to what's going to happen next, you know, when he's on the, the top of the building by the, by the, by the, uh, the bell. Um, yeah. Because David arrives to interview him, and uh, but David's more interested in did he see the metamorphosis? Did, did was any of the data still you know saved? And all right. The, any, so you know. so when he's at, so David actually approaches him and pulls out a, a stenographer's notebook, like you would get like you'd find a uh, reporter carrying, 
and he um, and he starts taking notes about these questions that are not not the kind of questions that uh, Harold wants to answer. Harold wants to answer questions about, you know, are you uh, do you have to buy certain clothes to fit to be the 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 Hulk? I mean, all these things that that you know, fan would want to know. And he's expecting that, but then David's asking questions like, "So you work for this, and you do this, and you were there at this time, and and this this uh, part of the 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 computer thing, and this part of the um, and then he asks about the time uh, and the the real to real thing, and then he was like." You know, he asks about these these questions that had to do with his own the the very moment that of his own transformation, and he and Harold is like, God, you just you just not and so David confesses not to being part of View magazine, and Harold is like, All right, that's it, I'm done, and so he starts to move towards the towards the thing and uh david leaves because he's like well national register will be here any minute now and david sort of leaves and drops the the notebook because the bell starts to toll right are we there yet yeah pamela arrives doesn't she and comes up to try and to try and um talk to that's right talk um harold you know around and Harold is egg, getting closer to the edge of the the top of the building, and she's worried that he's he's going to commit suicide or something at that point, you know. And uh, she's trying to sort of talk him around to come down. And um, down below, of course, some McGee's arrived, and Channel Six News have arrived, and they're all down the bottom there, you know. And, and uh, so David can't get out, um, so he has to go back up to where the bell is, and he hides behind this sort of wall or alcove or something. Um, because, you know, Pamela's there, he can't be seen. And uh, anyway, the bell goes, uh, rings rather, and um, in, in the shock, uh, um, Harold f falls off the edge and is hanging on, 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 hanging on the edge of it. And, By his fingertips. Yeah, and, and uh, Pam's trying to say, reach for, reach for my hand, you know, she's trying to help him. And the bell, of course, is, uh, you know, deafening to David and... It, it, it causes him to hulk out. Do you want to talk about like the Harold and Maude kind of thing? Yeah, it was yeah, that was another sort of I ideas that flashed into my mind was the fact that he um you know, he was very sort of introverted and shy and he didn't really speak up for himself really. And then I guess when he found out that he wasn't going to be, you know, I don't know, I don't know if he you know, he felt that he what people weren't paying attention to him or whatever but then uh he seemed to uh sort of get very um uh aggressive toward hurting himself as well which i admit uh the uh pamela did try to stop him but i guess the bell was too much for everybody which i thought was a little strange that everybody seemed to be sort of partially paralyzed by the volume of the bell uh, I didn't realize they were that loud. Um, but yeah, it was sort of interesting in, in a way that um, 
I'm not sure if Harold in a way was representing three characters or if he just was so insecure or if he was ignoring all the social, you know, rules and only concentrating on his work. I'm not, not quite sure. It was a little confusing in a way how he sort of jumped from, you know, very quiet and shy to, you know, on the Hulk. And then he got mad when, you know, when neither one seemed to really believe him. And then he sort of seemed to give up and get hostile toward himself and say, well, you know, I'm going to jump. So uh, I'm not quite sure there. Uh, whether, But it was effective. I mean, it wasn't silly per se or wasn't laughable except for the, I don't know how the bell was so loud that everybody was uh, pretending to lose their hearing or they paralyzed. couldn't. Yeah, yeah paralyzed by the bell. I don't know. Couldn't quite, couldn't quite. Grasp that, that. I've never been that close to a really, really big bell. I don't know if it does that to you or not. Yeah. Does so it must have been pretty loud, though, I would imagine, because they were very close, pro well, quite close proximity to it. You know, yeah. most people wouldn't be, would they, really? Unless they were like, you know, people, bell ringers or something. Yeah. You wouldn't be that close to a big bell anyway, would you? You know, um, yeah. So it's different. That's the other and uh, oh yeah, and the Hulk. Um, well, he he does what he sort of echoes what they're all thinking. You know, get rid of the bell; it's driving us nuts. And he throws it off the, uh, slings it right off the uh, uh, side of the building and smashes down below. I know, isn't that funny? Hey man, people gotta use that bell. You gonna you gonna buy that? Um, you you, bet, you break it, you can buy it. Uh, narrowly missing everyone. Almost wiped out half the, the street. You know. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm telling you, man. He's. He's got to have that black credit card to ma to match with all the things he breaks. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, um, yeah. So I mean that you know that was slightly weird. And then of course uh, the Hulk does carry Harold, you know, quote unquote, to safety. And yeah, then uh, there was a big. There was that he 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 ripped the. The banister, that that marble banister off the, off the top of the the, uh, that was you know between him and the, and Harold, he just rips it out and moves it and throws it where the bell was basically. Oh, there's some room over there. Anyway, uh, and then there was the big superhero scene. So go ahead, Alex. Big superhero scene. Which which one was this? Big superhero scene. Move which the one? move the banister. Grab the the little guy. Jump to safety. Runs runs down this, uh, this balustrade, and then uh, finds that, that it's still too far. And then he goes over to this other balustrade and jumps. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, like he does that superhero landing. Thing and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. I thought uh, it was. Lou's always always good value for money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and then they try and then they try. Uh, 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 McGee tries to uh, trap him, doesn't he? As you said earlier, he drops that net down, but he just misses him. Yeah, he throws a, he throws a chain link net uh, uh, to to capture him, and um, he has these like these these news thugs <laughs> or whatever, I don't know, um, who are chasing him down and, and get above him. And after he jumps, 
after he does the superhero landing and uh they throw the they throw the net and nope it misses him completely but it takes four guys to carry the net so it must have been pretty burly anyway yeah and he he uh rests uh harold down gently and uh, off he off he runs yeah yep and harold is still like you know amazed he, you know he's got he he got his fanboy wish he got rescued by the hulk yeah which not many people could say you know right and like he's you know at that point he becomes a different kind of character in this in this narrative right he he became comes one of the the saved by people and that's cool too i mean for for a superhero fan if you know if you were um you know helped down off of a high place or you know rescued by your superhero that that would be pretty that would be pretty badass you know because he wasn't on the tape uh the tape wasn't uh there wasn't any more stuff about like past his his initial vitals on the tape um because of the the damage that the hulk had done um he didn't have to stick around right to try and erase that stuff he uh they're they're all like talking at the the laboratory at the computer lab and his and the only vitals there are like the the beginning and the uh his own little tape deck was completely munched so i mean he that's where he ended up he was just like this is this is a good place to just you know bow out of the thing and so you know he's standing there by the what looks like actually since since it's supposed to be santa santa clara california it, it looks like it's by the the cut bank down to the to the uh you know the, there's the cut bank and then there's the highway and then the ocean he was i think he was trying to move i think he was because he was talking to his mother and said, you know, I'll be all right. Don't worry about me. Uh, you know, sure, I'll come and visit you and all that. So I don't know if he was a little bit, He, you know, I don't know if he was one of these guys, especially that they showed in the 70s that were, you know, still kind of devoted, but yet a little fearful of their uh, mothers and didn't go out, you know, didn't socialize very much as well. So... I mean, they tried to have a lot of character arc for uh, Harold, and I'm not really sure if it exactly works. But uh, you know, it is show it is shown as he's talking to his mother that you know he's going to leave, he's going to do something else. So I, I, you know, I'm not 100 percent sure where, you know, where his character was going. Uh, David left because obviously he can't do anything more. And, uh, you know, Pam and uh, McGee, Pam and Jack sort of go off in the distance. Although I don't remember her being in a lot of episodes, but uh, that is basically what happens. I think she was only in that one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Because she was going to be in, you know, the fall guy and the night court was the, the late eighties and stuff like that. So, and she was also in another seventies, uh, superhero show, Electra Woman and Dyna Girl, but that wasn't picked up 
they had the 2001 version and she played Lictor Woman. But uh, it was pretty dark even for that decade. But she did play in the pilot as Lictor Woman, which was a orange-yellow uh, jumpsuit with an orange cape or a yellow cape. And then she had like an electric, uh, electric uh, computer on her wrist because that, that's what was in the show the Croft Super Show from 76. So she's done quite a, quite a bit of work that, that in a way is like half fan, half serious, you know? And then uh, she came back in another, I think, I can't remember, I don't know if it was Third Rock or whatever, referencing her uh, being in her Night Court character in the mid-90s when, when it ended, or just after. So... But th- that I think that uh, um, sums up this this episode. I think we've, I think we're pretty much um, done with it. And uh, it, yeah. I um, uh, just can you give us just your, your, your can you know your um, closing thoughts on it? Yeah. Well, um, I like um, I like Harold. Harold is there's a there's a bunch of characters like in Stargate and. Uh, and in Star Trek, also that that kind of are like Harold, this this kind of uh, meek, uh, nerdy guy who becomes really sort of central and would like to be known as as amazing. And the the story that follows him is is cool. And, and but it was really funny, you know, watching watching the Hulk in the in the bowling alley also the superhero the amazing superhero scene at the end was great so that's my feeling about this episode here's alex uh yeah i mean it was funny there, there was some interesting parts like i said the harold character development i'm not really sure on um i'm not sure where they were going on that um mcgee of course yeah you know, they have to have sort of a villain for the show. They yeah. have to have a little bit of a, was a really fugitive, you know, feel to it. This was a strongly McGee-centered show. Uh, I, um, I did like Marky Post. I did like her character. I do like the fact that McGee couldn't sneak up on her. I mean, she could have broken his arm, which was kind of... I like the fact that they showed that, you know, she's a woman, but you just can't, you know, take advantage and you can't just sneak up on her and and get away with it. Uh, so, I mean, that was another thing that people forget too, is that a lot of the characters in the series were strong. They weren't weak damsel in distress characters per se. Yeah. Sometimes it did seem like they, you know, forgot a little bit of, of keeping it, you know, totally strong, but they did have a lot of strong characters and they were trying to be forward thinking. It wasn't, it wasn't completely trapped in the seventies like a lot of other shows were at the time. Yeah, it's it's true. Yeah, uh, I, I enjoy I enjoyed this one, and I did. Um, I I I liked. Um, I, I preferred the first Hulk out more than the second because I loved the way it, it cranked up the tension. You know, with him going into almost a cardiac arrest, wasn't it? That's what was happening. I think his vital signs were racing. <laughs> Yeah. His blood pressure was up and his pulse was at 200 at one point. I mean, it was just very dangerous. And uh, I just like the way that Bill um, conveys tension. You, yeah. really, you really do 
he really is very good at that, those sort of scenes. And I, I, the build-up was very good. I like the fact that it was switching from him having this crisis to these sort of lightly comedic moments with Harold arriving at the building and uh, signing in and stuff like that and how long it all took. And, you know, it was just like this sort of stupid differing moment and then cuts back to Bill, you know, fighting, you know, and uh, having the Hulk out. I just thought those scenes would work well, the two different contrasts, you know. Yeah, I agree. That's that was pretty amazing. Like the second Hulk out was um, was because of the the ring and bell, and you know, here's this guy trying to commit suicide, and and here's a bell tolling. So it was kind of like a uh, do not ask for whom the bell tolls, for it tolls for thee. That was yeah. I think it might have had yeah. Maybe it's a, maybe a subtle other meaning going on there. I don't know if they were yeah. thinking that way when they wrote it, but you could read into it that way, you know. Yep, I did. Oh, you did. <laughs> um, well, thank you both for, for joining me, uh, Alex and Sue. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Well, been very enjoyable, and um, thank you all as always for listening to these. And we'll be back soon with another incredible hot podcast. So until then, you know. Don't hulk out. Rawr.